Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by Comedy Central's Roast Battle, the podcast. What's a roast battle? Imagine the perfect combination of stand-up comedy, rap battles, and professional wrestling all in one place. Join Brian Moses and DJ Coach T for Roast Battle, the podcast, as they bring you weekly live battles from the world-famous comedy store in Hollywood, as well as behind-the-scenes interviews with the industry's best comedian. You'll hear some insensitive jokes, some politically incorrect jokes, but every joke you hear comes from a place of love. Subscribe right now to the Roast Battle Podcast for new episodes every Thursday in your podcast feed. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm your host, David Shoemaker, and if you can hear a little bit of exhaustion in my voice, it's because, uh, as you probably know from listening last week, I'm a new father. But what makes this episode so special, well, one, is that the Royal Rumble's on Sunday and we're going to talk about it, but two, it's that I'm joined this week by another new father and super wrestling head, former WWE writer, current uh, producer extraordinaire, Andrew Goldstein, wait, this is when I realize I don't know how to say your last name every it's episode. It's Goldstein, but you can tell, say whatever you want. Andrew, I'm just happy to be out of the house. Andrew, so thank you, David. <laughs> Andrew Goldstein. Yeah. Well, uh, this is so fun. Welcome thank to the Masked Man Show. Welcome yeah, to our- Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you hit me up and said, do you want to talk new fatherhood and some Royal Rumble? And I was like, yes, absolutely. This is the thing- If I can get permission from my wife, then yes, I will be here. Yeah. Um. I'm in the same boat. I, I think th- this is what really interests me is be- that, like, you know, I remember when I first started writing about professional wrestling that I, I said to somebody, like, I had some, I was talking to somebody from that I grew up with who I watched wrestling with. And I was like, you know, the, he's like, I, I knew you would do something like this. And I was like, that's so funny because, like, we were all wrestling fans. I wasn't any more of a wrestling fan than anybody else. I right. just, we're, and he was like, no, 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 no! You were a giant wrestling fan, right? And I was just like, Which oh, is, and that's the moment where I re- that was the real moment of realization for me. But this is another one of those moments because when I talked when I talked to people about my child, like every other question is about professional wrestling. Weirdly, are you getting the same yeah. thing that it's a lot of like, when are you going to watch? Has he watched Raw uh-huh. yet? Has he like whatever? My wife points out that um, because my interests are so specific. <laughs> Um, a lot of our baby gifts have been, at least from my side of the friend, <laughs> yeah. friends, have been very um, kitschy and specific. So yeah. I've gotten a lot of like burger onesies because yes. I'm like this burger head. You're the burger guy. And I've gotten, you know, uh, my fr- fellow create former creative Brian Mann got me, you know, the WWE Championship belt uh, burp cloth and the, you nice. know, the champ is here onesie. Yeah. So I've gotten the wrestling and the burgers. And then, you know, for my podcast, sorry, I've been so busy. I got like funny, you know, jokes off of that. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, I just like to bake. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, so I, I so great. it's been, I've gotten a lot of like, when's he going to watch his first this? When's he going to watch his first that? And uh, he's watched Raw on Fast Forward a lot with me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the way to do it. And especially with kids these days have such short attention spans. You got to watch it on Fast Forward for their benefit, right? Yeah. You're not going to do the slow cooking version of pro wrestling. Um. So yeah, I'm. I mean, my baby's very new, very new. He likes. Right. It, he, I'm about a month or and a half ahead of you. Yeah, you just had. You're, you're at three, three months. months. Yeah, yeah. So he we're just hit we're three about months. we just we're we're just hitting three weeks. We're about to hit a month. Shout out so. to Lev, yeah. my baby boy. Lev is awesome. And um, we uh, yeah. The here's how I describe my last three months. Which shout out to uh, Governor Cuomo. I've gotten paid family leave, so uh, it's been a blessing. Fantastic. But um, this is how I describe it. There's this great story that Seth Meyers tells about SNL 40, where like the Thursday of the week, putting that massive 
juggernaut show together. He's walking down the the hallway of the eighth floor where the studio is, and there's set pieces, you know, going past him and all kinds of creative happening like on the fly. So he's walking down the hallway and Will Ferrell is walking the other way and they're they're about to pass each other like ships in the night and they make eye contact and all Will Ferrell says is a lot of moving parts and just keeps on walking. <laughs> and Seth goes his way and Will goes the other way. And that's how I feel. I mean, there's uh, laundry to do. There are bottles to sanitize and wash. There are feedings. There are changings. There are, um, you know, you have to play with them and keep him. Uh, and that's just the stuff you have to do for him, let alone, the, you know, you have to schedule your own shower. You have to, you know, figure out a time when you're going to um, go to the bathroom. Like, I literally have to ask my wife, like, I'm going to get a, I here. I have to go pee. Take him. Yeah. So it's just. Heaven it, forbid he got his home besides pee. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, for 40 years, I was a very self-centered, you know, uh, self-interested person. It's just sort of how anyone's wired. You think about yourself first and foremost, 99% of the time. And now everything revolves. It's very cliche, but everything revolves around making sure he is safe and alive and happy and dry and, uh, you know, not obsessed with screen time. Um, These are the things I, I think about on a, on a minute to minute basis now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for our, anyone listening to this who doesn't have a kid or doesn't want to have a kid, listen, uh, I don't know what to tell you right now, but um, I will endorse having kids. I've been saying this from the start. It's been great. I gave myself over before the kid came. I gave myself over to just this like acceptance that I was going to be transformed by it because enough smart people that I totally believe and respect told me that they're like when that baby gets when you t when you hold a baby in your arms it's different like everything's changed and I was like that sounds a little bit woo woo but you know what I just intellectually yeah. believe it like that's uh, that's it and it has been great what's so everybody so have kids Every what's so funny is you mentioned like the smart people advice my like mantra to calm me before we had the baby of like when I would really think like oh my god what am I gonna do blah 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 Billy, like trillions of people have had kids before you yeah. and figured it out in much more uh, traumatic times. My, uh, my, as, as bad as things are right now, I mean, in medieval times, people were having kids and kids were living and surviving. And so, Some, I don't know how that happened. Nature finds a way. It does. If somebody told me if you do zero for your child, they'll they'll be basically okay because nature figure they figure it out through nature. And then anything you add to that is icing on the cake. So even if you're the even if you're a very attentive dad, you're you're winning. There, uh, so that comforts me. Is this a wrestling podcast? What the hell is this going is on? Jim. <laughs> all right. Jim, have a kid and get back to me, okay? Um, just kidding. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble, and then we have something fun at the end. We're gonna do. That's a deep tease, as they say all right. in the business. The Royal Rumble's on Sunday. I wrote about it. Catch today. me up. I'm I wrote kidding. about it. Yeah. So we have two big matches. I mean, two big Rumble matches. Um, we got a big card besides the Rumble matches. But the piece that I wrote today, and tell me if you, you know, think I'm totally crazy, but this weirdly feels like the mo like the Rumble's gimmick is always that it's like setting up the WrestleMania, right? Whoever yeah. wins the Rumble match or matches is going to be in the main event or something approaching the main event. And then the rest of the big matches are kind of, they, they, well, usually they kind of get framed up a little bit for WrestleMania. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But... This rumble really feels like like almost a like a shoot version of a rumble in the sense that like you know Brock Lesnar may be gone soon Ronda Rousey you know rumors are saying maybe well, maybe she gone just rumor soon. killed that today I saw Did she? Yeah, I saw that. But still, I mean there's 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 this could be the biggest financial year in WWE history. Yeah. But there's no there's nobody at the top. Well, John Cena's gone. I mean, no, more or less gone. And there's there's nothing, there's no stone. I mean, the previous high points have had Hulk Hogan's and Rock's and Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin's. Well, okay, so a couple of things. John One Cena's. is like, you know, obviously the stipulation that comes with the Royal Rumble has sort of made the Royal Rumble the, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. It, you could make that argument. But you could also make the argument that it has kind of ruined the match because yeah, you know there's three, you, you can narrow it down to two, maybe three, viable winners sure so it does take some of the intrigue out of it but look beyond beyond that there's always good surprises there's always two two to three like new names in it there are debuts in it obviously aj styles comes to mind most recently which is so much fun 
it makes it it's the most fun watch of the year. Yeah. So regardless of like everything that's happening storyline wise, plot wise, where it goes, implications, it's still the most fun watch of the year. So I'm excited for that reason. But in terms of like what they're setting up, they are devoid of baby faces. Yeah. With Roman Reigns going down for, uh, you know, shout out to Roman, get well soon. Uh, they, they really, because they've been so Roman focused the last three years, there's nobody. I mean, e- now AJ Styles is like, they've made him edgy. So now he's not even the top baby face. Yeah, Rollins I mean, he's still a baby a re- face, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, and he, and, and it's just hard to, I mean, SmackDown and Raw have really never felt more separate just in terms of, uh, I mean, it's on the men's side, at least. And, I mean, and, do you want to get into it? Cause I, I have, I mean, my, I have my one big thought for the pod about the Royal Rumble match. Do it. So, in my experience, which again, I was there in 2006. That's like 12 years ago at this point, which I always have to remind myself I wasn't there yesterday. So, things that have changed in terms of how they look at things, how they book things. But traditionally, if you look at the history of the Rumble or the history of builds to big pay per views, to me, it's got to be Braun. Because if you just look at the last six months, who is the one person on any roster that they've been throwing obstacles in front of? Yeah. Braun. He's the only one that they've been putting insurmountable well, obstacles in front of to keep him away from the title. Mm-hmm. So that le- that's like a red, that's a, a blaring siren to me that this is, that the Rumble will be the anointing of Braun Strowman finally. Yeah. And then the, the, my second point is something I learned in 2006, Vince books the poster. Mm-hmm. Right. Vince books the poster that will be seen by mainstream, you know, media companies and news agencies. He doesn't care about, you know, the core rest- wrestling fans, the WWE universe. He's already got them for WrestleMania. He wants that mainstream audience. Rollins on the poster with Brock doesn't sell you anything out in the mainstream. Right. Mm-hmm. But big, nasty, giant, you know, wildebeest. Uh, Braun Strowman next to Brock Lesnar, who is a mainstream name. I think that's the most bankable poster you could make, right? Outside of Cena, Rock, returning of Austin. There's nothing, you know, returning of Roman Reigns. There's nobody on that roster that sells on a poster more than Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So I think the Royal Rumble, I think that's the, that's the, uh, the, the jetpack being put onto Braun Strowman finally. After all of the obstacles, that's my hot take. Sure, not I, really. That I think hot. no, it's not that hot. And I think that's I think that's the right call. Um, I mean, just in a very practical level, uh, they had him announced to be wrestling Brock, wrestling Brock at, at the Rumble, and for, you know, in, in the title match, um, and they yanked that away through the silly storyline contrivance. I thought it was at that point. I thought it, I assumed it was. Now there have been there's been reporting since. I'm told that. That was all storyline. Yes, it's all storyline. And it was supposed to be Balor, and they did this all again, op- putting obstacles in front of Braun. Right. Here comes Vince, now part of the picture again, taking the match. Somebody, maybe. Yanking the match away yeah, from Braun. I, th- so I think Meltzer, somebody reported that it was actually, they knew all along it was going to be Balor, and they did it to sell tickets. Like they, they, they thought that Brock would, or that Brock Braun would sell more seats. Who knows if that's also, true. Also, they probably didn't want to beat Braun. Yeah. But so, but but all that I mean, all that goes to show that yes, I mean, I, I and if there was any lingering, if there was any thoughts about you know his elbow injury still being uh, he, re- being he a wrestled, problem, the he wrestled other another night. So yeah, yeah. It's, so we're fine. I was watching it with Dom, and she was like, "Well, can't they just like wrestle so that they don't get hurt?" And I'm like, "No, because they're not." It's like, not like Jason Pierre-Paul who can like be defensive lineman without his thumb. They just tape it up a different way. Yeah, they just put they put a metal cast around your hand or whatever. Yeah. No, it's like. Yeah, it, I mean, maybe if somebody's really taped up, then they're doing, then they're working through something. But like you, like you're gonna, if you're, if it's your elbow, Hulk like, Hogan's rib. Every tape. time you take a back bump, you're hurting it. Every yeah. time you run to the corner, you're hurting yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Know? I, you know, it's been such a weird. It's been oddly like very traditional in terms of throwing obstacles in front of this like big conquering babyface. But it's been such a weird up and down road for him yeah. in terms of like inexplicably turning him heel for three months. Yeah. And, you know, making him look weak for three months. Mm-hmm. And it's just like gone against the grain in, in terms of tradition. Um, so that gives me some pause about is this really going to be the rocket ship for Braun finally? Because they have sort of, you know, regressed him. I don't know what the, I mean, I don't but know. But I don't know who else could be in that spot. I'm sure people listening to this would probably have a, a definite answer. But like, I don't know what the moment for Braun was. 
because I was, I mean, I, I'll, I've said it before. I'm firm. I was firmly in the like, don't go, you know, don't give him everything too soon camp for the longest, for much longer than most people. I was like, you got to hold off. You got to hold off. And I understand you catch fire and you run with it in every instance. But I thought that they hadn't, despite his popularity, they weren't even sure who what they had with Braun. I know. But pre, I, I'm so bad with like what happened when, but pre, obviously pre that stupid heel turn with Dolph Ziggler and, and uh, Drew McIntyre. But like there were moments, I guess maybe around the summer when Braun was coming out to the biggest pop on any oh, of the yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the most over babyface since Daniel Bryan at one point, and they squandered it. And yeah. now they have to I'm not rebuild. Saying, They've had to rebuild him. Yeah, I'm not saying there wasn't a moment for Braun to be champion. And I think the answer is probably that. It was probably this past summer when things were a little bit quiet. Just give him the belt and just like see what would happen. See what kind of you know see what kind of reactions they got. Yeah, but but yeah, the heel turn thing was. I mean, I think that more than anything else, the heel turn was was evidence that they're. They're defiantly not doing the Roman Reigns thing. There, there is this is not a two or three year plan. You know, this is we're just going to go with the flow, yeah. even if it takes us in some wild directions. No, so, look, it's not totally unprecedented. During Daniel Bryan's ascent, they turned him heel. Obviously, they made the Y family. The Y yeah. Obviously, they turned that into storyline. Like, hey, he just did that as sort of a ruse to 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 you know get under Bray Wyatt's skin. But I, you know. There are parallels. Yeah. It's just so stark this time with Braun of like they had him. They had the crowd firmly behind him. Yeah. Everyone was chanting, get these hands and and uh the roar at the top of his of his ring entrance and everything. And his moveset didn't really matter that it was very limited. He was still doing these like feats of strength. Like they were doing the Cena. Mm -hmm. They were integrating all these Daniel Bryan elements, these John Cena elements to get this guy over. And then they paused it for for three months. And now they have to rebuild it. So, but I, you go through the roster, top to to bottom of the bottom bottom of the barrel. There's nobody else that could be than Braun Strowman, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that the only person, I mean, and and this is unlikely for any number of reasons. The only other person going by your by your definition that they've put any challenge in front of has been Finn Balor over the last three weeks, right? And, right, and, and we're getting that. And 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 it was and it wasn't until he actually had the match really that he had any challenge. Or that you know he had anything to overcome, but he's basically overcoming Vince McMahon's perception of him, which is well. Now they're telling that story, but in terms of obstacles, the obstacles they've been throwing in front of him all year have been, "Hey, dude, you're on the mid card." Yeah, exactly. It hasn't exactly it hasn't been this like world title. Op, uh, the uh, the only thing the only thing I mean I I agree with everything that you said. I I just I I will just say for Balor the I mean one would hope that this Vince thing pays off is going to pay off somehow because it is it is a thing you yeah. know but it might also be and i wrote this in my column it might also actually just be a real time audition where he's just going out there and trying to impress Vince on TV you know i mean we'll we'll see i mean i yeah um but i have a lot of hopes for him for the next year i think he's going to hopefully you know be be in position to Let play a big role let me ask you this is there a world where wrestlemania is a triple threat yeah yeah i mean i think it i think it that feels like a. I mean, Sunday the the, the match with Balor and, and Lesnar, I think, will have something to do with it. I mean, Lesnar's been calling his shots for the past year. Yeah, I know. Well, that look, he's, if Balor goes out and impresses the hell out of Brock, that's what I mean. Brock could yeah. be like, "Yo, put this guy in the match." There's a case to be made for you put him on the poster where he, while he's not a household name, and but Hollywood will look at that. You know, the Hollywood circles that WWE covets. Yeah, will look at that and be like, "Yo, that guy." Has a has the face of a of a Hollywood yep. star. Yeah, for sure. That he, dude, he, leather jacket, that. the square jaw, the haircut, the abs, the whole thing. You could make a case for that poster. By the whole thing, are you referring to his uh, small? I mean, his uh, his briefs, his the, small uh, his small package. Uh, small is not the right word. The um, the, I was talking about his work rate. Yeah, no, his work rate's incredible. Um, so the I mean, that's like the only B uh, like. Possibility. I don't mind. I, I I think the triple threat thing is a possibility. I think there's a lot of potential triple threats at this time of year in general, but specifically for this WrestleMania, and you gotta you can't have five of them on the, the card. The the reason why I like that match for Mania is you get a little guy, an athletic guy, to bounce off two giant yeah. guys. So think about the spot. You know, Brock Braun. That's you know, immovable, uh, irre irresistible force versus immovable object. We've seen that mm -hmm. type of match. And obviously we're going to see a bunch of F5s well, and and whatever Braun's going to do to Brock. But you put Balor in that match. Now you have somebody to play with. And also, and again, I don't know what's going to happen, but if Brock, if, if Brock is on his way out of WWE again, 
the last thing you want is a one-on-one match where where we know the outcome going into WrestleMania. Well, it's the the Goldberg corollary. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, maybe the triple threat would make some sense. I mean, there's a lot of other good stuff on the card. Braun Strowman is far and away the number one pick for who would win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Let me run through a couple other the big some of the other big names, and you tell me what your what your thoughts on their viability are. Um, well, John Cena has been announced as a as a competitor. It could certainly happen. Wait, didn't can... they take him off? Didn't they say he has an injury? Well, he has an ankle injury, but I I don't know. Again, I'm. I read. Oh yeah, this John Cena thing is not real. Yeah, it's a it's the, a work right, injury. It's, yeah, Wikipedia added that back on. Um, apparently, the thing with John Cena was you can he, never count it out. Yeah, as as something that Vince I calls. Think, I think he is. I think he's filming a movie or something. You could get you could get Day of the Rumble, and Vince could change it to Cena if he's not feeling confident about you know. Oh, for the winner. Yeah. 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 So you can never count out Cena if you're a Vegas person. It's always a good bet, but uh, obviously the wrestling fans would hate it. And but business wise, it would serve a, yeah. a bunch of uh, of people. I but. guess you can kind of, as always, put Randy Orton as like a lesser version of that same argument. But I don't think he's there right now. I don't think they have any need for him to be there on the SmackDown side. Um, but like, me, what does that lead to? No, I'm just saying he's yeah. he's a safe like he's he, yeah. he is a he is yes, a fallback in the Cena category yes, of, of course a much lesser version. All right, so people that are actually that actually have uh, some 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 you know. Uh, Mojo right now, and I'm not talking about Mojo Rally. Um, here's a list of people who conceivably win: Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and let's say Samoa Joe for fun. Okay, Dean Ambrose is, I say, zero percent chance. Even though they gave him the big promo spot uh-huh. on Raw, we've already seen Dean Brock at a WrestleMania, and it did not go well. Yes, obviously this is a different Dean, but still, I just don't think that's even. I think that's a red herring. Rollins, while I think it'd be a great match, I don't think that that is how that's not a WWE WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, look, they gave Rollins the passion promo spot yeah. on Monday, which would have gone to which has gone to Cena the last eighteen years. So he cut the passion pro promo, uh-huh. which is always a good sign that that's somebody that they are putting some guns behind. Uh-huh. I don't see it. I just don't see the poster. He's he's I just don't see there there being any sizzle behind that stake. Thank you, JR. I am (laughs) JR. I agree with you. I think that the case for that, the case for Rollins is basically um, he is already he's he's already our anchor on Monday Night Raw. He is he is the last remaining babyface. Yeah. And he and he's been he's been the most consistent week in and week out performer on the mic and in the ring for the past year at least, right? Yeah. I think to answer your I mean the to your your specific question, if he if if it's if it's Rollins versus Lesnar, then the poster is the the poster is Rousey and Becky. Yes. That I mean that's just, the poster is the main event are these two well, women. Look, that, or Charlotte too, but you they, could make the argument for that because look at how Raw the last however many weeks has ended with the with the women's division yeah. and SmackDown has been almost majority women's mm-hmm. division. Yeah. So there's definitely an argument to be made for that's how you solve the poster problem. Yeah. Um, wh- who were the other names? Um, I said, said Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. I would love to see that. That's probably like my like nerdy wrestling pick. Cause I would love to see it's that. Not even a, I feel like he came to WWE as the nerdy wrestling, like, you know, beloved nerdy wrestling yeah. uh, icon. But he has turned into the best, the best total package. The problem with Joe of, is, is that they've beaten him so much. Yeah, no, it's true. But not that it's really hurt his character because he lost every match to AJ. You know, and he just keeps coming back, and he just keeps coming back and like picking fights with all kinds of people. And remember, before who did he cut? He oh, before Cena, no, before Joe got hurt last year, uh, they were gonna. They do did Cena, Cena Joe, and yeah. they had that great promo. Yeah. They had that great promo exchange. So yeah. Joe would be amazing. Joe Brock would be, you know, the way like that that would be sort of Samoa Joe Kurt Angle in TNA adjacent. Yeah, and we've seen it. Level. I mean, we've seen it. I, I think we've seen it. Um and we've seen him versus well, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it on the SmackDown side. I don't think there's any way he's gonna win. I just I just think this is an opportunity to say, 
Samoa Joe is absolutely amongst the elite of the elite in WWE. And if they if they let him have be the heel champ on SmackDown for six months, he would it would well, it would be huge. So that's a great transition to again. I my attention hasn't been as much dedicated to WWE programming as in the past. So where I don't where I'm like totally bewildered is what do you do for the SmackDown main event? Not uh, men's. Because this Daniel Bryan thing has like totally turned everything on its head because I get, you know, m- my brain goes to this is just I, I feel like their idea is to flip the the Miz. You know, they're trying to make Miz a baby face and they've made Daniel Bryan a heel. So you do you do Miz Daniel Bryan, but the roles are reversed. Yes. Can you get there by mania? Wait, say it again. Oh, to have so Samoa it'd be, Joe? No, so it'd be so oh. Miz Daniel Bryan for the title. At WrestleMania, but Miz is the babyface and Daniel Bryan's the heel. But I don't. Know I don't if, think Miz is getting. I think Miz, I don't know if you can get there with Miz. I think Miz is going to be there with Shane, either against him or partner. Right, because they're setting this up, which nobody saw coming. Which I actually kind of like. I kind of feel like this was the this was a Miz Daniel Bryan storyline that they shoehorned Shane into after Bryan got the push. Maybe, yeah. But but it, but it, do, it is making a lot of sense with Shane right now, and I love it. I mean, I think it's it's been a lot of fun. But we've so we've gotten AJ. Brian so much already, which I am not complaining about. I've I, been the I've been the one who's been who was saying they were wasting Daniel Bryan's return because mm-hmm. they were giving him all these like jabroni opponent opponents, and I was mad that they get they made AJ's first WrestleMania match Shane McMahon. So I'm happy that we've been getting this match as much as we have. But can they really do it again at WrestleMania? Or what happens this weekend? They could do it. They could do it again at WrestleMania. Uh, wrestling fans would not mind. They wouldn't mind, and I think that and that might be the you know far enough the down match, whatever. Yeah, that could be that could be far enough down the card that, or you know, not super far down, but that's not a that that would be your number three match or something. That's sort of your your you know macho steamboat match. You know, it's just yeah. this is work rate for work rate's sake, and it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna have a I great mean, story too. That but. that match that match this weekend feels like twenty minute classic, and then mm-hmm. a schmaz ending with Randy Orton and Samoa Joe. Yeah. which they teased this week. Yes. And you get you keep the the title on Brian, you keep his heat and so maybe that's I mean again we the triple threat Samoa Joe wins and, and How about the four way at WrestleMania? The four way for the title. Orton, Joe, Daniel Bryan, yeah. AJ Styles, not bad. I don't like fatal four ways, but again WrestleMania is kitchen sink. Yeah. They throw everybody has to have a match. Yes. So every match yeah. becomes a triple threat or a, or, or a fatal four way. Yeah. And the other thing is when you have Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I mean, it's really easy to write. I don't know if they would do it, but it's, I mean, it, it writes itself if you had to have Seth Rollins win the Rumble and just be like, Daniel Bryan, you were the reason I became a wrestler. I, I'm calling you out at WrestleMania or something like that. You know, you could just, you can have somebody jump shows. Here's a wild card Shawn Michaels comes on to SmackDown <laughs> and says, I trained you, I taught you everything you know, and you're embarrassing me. Like this whole new Daniel Bryan, like this isn't the guy I know. I love meat. I hunt meat. I hunt meat. I'm a, you know, he's the poster child for everything he's raging against. Yeah. He was Mr. Merchandise when he was in DX. It's true. Neon sticks, the whole thing. So, I mean, that would be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. There isn't, uh, there aren't Saudi billionaires uh, willing to pay Shawn Michaels his his working uh, day rate. At WrestleMania, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you never know. You couldn't get a. You couldn't you get, could get some crazy. You get a crazy. couple couches in uh, at in uh, MetLife Stadium for the Saudi billionaires to be ringside, but that'd be fun. I'm just like fantasy booking at this point, but I that'd just there's so many places where that where the SmackDown main event can go. I have no read on it. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm interested to see it'll play out, but I'm not overly concerned with the moving parts. The the the, the one thing, the one sort of set, set of moving parts that I think a lot we of moving all, parts. We all kind of know where we're headed, in a vague sense, uh, but we don't. There's a million different iterations on it, and a lot of different ways to get there. We mentioned already is Ronda Rousey's WrestleMania match, which does is, that become a triple threat? Right. You know, there was at, at some point the early on the plan was for it to be Rousey versus Becky Lynch at the at on Sunday at the at, at the Rumble, and then right. have Rousey versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. They realized that was a bad idea and sort of flipped it, and then it was supposed to be Charlotte at the Rumble, and then they got they they got rid of that and made it Sasha Banks, just make leaving everyone available for this WrestleMania match. I, as far as I know, they still haven't decided what they're going to do. But meanwhile, Rousey Charlotte's one of the top three matches of the year WWE yeah. wise 
Um, well, every time and and I mean Charlotte and 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 uh, Becky have been putting on just like yeah. barn burners every time they get in the ring together. I just worry that because we do live in the kitchen sink era of wrestling, especially WWE, that all of these matches are going to become multi-person matches. Well, Vince hates that though, right? I mean, every year we see it. Yeah, it's true. Not the main events, luckily. Lately, no, no, no you got to make it. You got to keep them. You got to make them special. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of so there's a couple of different ways this could happen. I mean, listen, I'm I am 100 percent certain that there's based on not inside information that there's no way WWE is dumb enough to not put Becky Lynch in this match. So oh, it's so to. so the question is whether or not Charlotte's in the match. That's that's the only question. Yeah. So there's one way you could do it, which is Becky beats Oscar on Sunday. And then Charlotte wins the Rumble and calls out both champions, basically. It's just like, I want both of you in this match at WrestleMania. And it, it's, it, it violates the rules, but whatever. It's a it's gimmick. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you could also do Becky loses and enters herself in the, in the Royal Rumble, and somehow it ends with her and Charlotte, you know, you know, fighting to the end and both feet touch the floor at the same time, and they both get Ronda yeah. Rousey. Well, you could set up why... In the in the women's Royal Rumble, you can set up, uh, you know, somebody eliminates somebody, and that gives them purpose to to sure. uh, to be in the match. So, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, I I, presu- I think it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah, I, th- I mean, that feels like the way that we're headed. The other, I mean, the the only the only if is that you know having the triple threat for in the in if it's literally the main event, does that water down the first ever women's WrestleMania main event? Is that it's a triple threat? I don't think it does. Not with those three competitors. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's incredible. If those three, the year Becky Lynch has had Charlotte's resume and Ronda being the mainstream success and really fun in the ring, I don't know. That's so that's so much fun. And Charlotte, I mean, Rhonda for, Rhonda is a, you know, wunderkind, but she's not Bret Hart. So it's the question. That's the other argument for the triple threat. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. Protect her. Yeah. All she has to do is do what she does. Give her the Brock treatment. Put her through the table five minutes into the match and yeah. let her pop up later on. She's been, she's really surprised the hell out of me. I mean, her promos still need work. Her facials need work. Her psychology needs work. But once she steps in the ring and the bell rings, she's been awesome. You know, I'm. I don't know why in my old age I've been. I give people so much more credit on the on the mic. I wish everybody was great and fluid and everything else. But the mind-boggling thing to me is how you can, how you can, how she can even do what. I mean, this is a compliment. How she can do as much as she's doing. Yeah. And. Not and 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 have there still be like a hitch, and I was. It's the same thing with Baron Corbin. I mean, not the same thing. There's a similar thing I would always talk about with him. Where like he got, he was in the ring with like the McMahon family on the mic. He never missed a line. I know. He never dropped. He never. Everything made perfect sense coming out of his mouth. Now nobody would say that he has some sort of McMahon level charisma. No one would say that he. They need to give put the mic in his hand every but week. Like you Steve can Austin. see why they've they're giving him this responsibility because yeah. he's able to handle it. Yeah, but I think there's just for me, it's it, I it's hard for me to one of the wonders of the world to kind of like wrap my mind around the like the 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 space between right a, like like stock ability and and like the charisma that it having really takes never to done it before because where she came from that is not any part of the skill set having never done it before yes she's super advanced in terms of her promos but it's just like those facials are so oh you're right you know not. They're just not, they don't feel real. Yeah. And that scowl and the walk and the this. I just think the package needs to be tweaked and massaged. It does. It does. My, Dom, the, val- the valet has, has, a, has, takes exception to a lot of Rousey's, uh, just the details. Yeah. The things that don't match. The fringe. The mu- the music, the smiley entrance doesn't really match the persona that you want her to, that, that, you know, she's put on. I don't on love the, the song. We're yeah. just like nitpicking, but then she's again, fantastic. But again, then she's had like three incredible matches. Well, and I think that the argument in favor of all of it is basically just like this is her deciding what she wants to do, and that's what kind of makes it so compelling. Is this is a real person who really wanted to be a wrestler? Yeah, you know, and just letting her like, even if she's sort of like cosplaying a little bit, that's great. That's 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 actually her gimmick. Her gimmick's not the baddest woman on the planet. Her gimmick's like, this is someone who had no, who didn't doesn't need to be here. And she's gonna like yeah. come and be the, the and be the biggest star. In the I mean, company. the thirty for thirty eventually of like Ronda switching, mm-hmm. if or or whatever WWE documentary like telling that story. It's it's insane. It's amazing. Yeah, showing up at WrestleMania, showing up at last year's Rumble, 
to now. Was yeah. it last year's Rumble we were all at? Yeah. She came out. Yeah. So it's it's like one full year and how far she's come. It's really remarkable. There's no precedent for it. It's really wild. It's really wild. I remember the 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 one of my favorite little like online news um like the big switcheroo is that there it, like this it was last year at this time after the rumble before WrestleMania somebody had a little had a little news bite that was good that that popped up on the internet or something that she was training in the performance center behind a giant curtain that <laughs> they had erected a curtain so that she could like train with Natalia or whoever it was in like relative privacy and Everyone, including me, took that to mean that she was terrible. That like that was just right. she, she, they, that her confidence. Remember, the UFC wasn't that great at the end, and they just didn't want her to feel like a failure. Yeah. In fact, they were probably just hiding the fact, you know, hiding the, that they they had, were like, like teaching her hurricane ranas. Yeah. And stuff. She, they, it's like fuck. We got Kurt Angle. We don't want anyone to know. You know, yeah. we wanted this to be a surprise. Yeah. Um, who, uh, who? What's what's your um, handicap on surprises? I think Kevin Owens and right. or Sami Zayn Kevin show Owen, up. Kevin Owens, I mean, the, the that's in, the those are the two that the I, injured list right now for on the Raw side. Sam, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Braun, uh, Braun Strowman nominally, but we know he's going to be there, and uh, and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, um, and Bray's been doing house shows apparently. Oh yeah, Bray's good, and, and the and the Bludgeon Brothers, if you want to lump them in yeah. too, are are. Uh, I mean, listen. They need to throw that team back, the the Wyatt family back together. This could be the opportunity. Ugh, another like stop start, yeah. Like, loss of momentum, break up for no reason, come back for no reason, like just no plan. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, I think that he should just come out. I did. I fantasy booked him last week or the week before. I don't remember when it was. Um, my new fantasy booking. What what I said before is that he should come out. He should come out and just say like, you know, the new Wyatt family is coming together and like four of you are under my control right now, but like they don't even know who they are and just run like six months of like the Cylons and Battlestar Galactic gimmick where like the wrestlers have to figure out whether or not they're part of the Wyatt family. Right. But uh, no, my new idea is that like he just has two people who are dressed like two skinny indie wrestlers every week who are dressed as Harper and Rowan with like fake beards. Right. And they just come like out with fake diesel, week. fake uh, razor. Exactly. That would I, be great. Uh, I think today, I think Bray posted today a picture with Tatanka. Which, I saw that. Which made me it think. It was unbelievable. Which made me think about my time in 2006 where I was put in charge of Tatanka's heel turn and he came out, cut one promo as evil Tatanka and Vince nixed it. So I was like, oh, if there's ever a time to bring back heel Black, I remember he was talking Why did Vince nix it? I love that game. Didn't think it worked. But that was like later. That was second run Tatanka. Yeah. And then and then after that, what they just had him as like a silly baby face again. Yeah. He cut this whole promo about like the 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 uh, Native American spirits and all this. We wrote all this like hokey stuff. Came came out top of the ramp. Cut the promo in blackface paint. I remember that. And I remember and that so well. There's nothing cooler. Vince nix. There's it. nothing yeah. cooler in professional wrestling history than blackface paint. Face yeah. paint, face paint. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Black face paint, a hundred percent approval rating. Yeah, it's mage. Really, really good stuff. One day we'll do top ten face paint jobs, <laughs> and it'll it'll win some podcast next week. Awards. Yeah, um, it'll win some podcast Emmys. Okay, so surprises. I mean, on the women's side, I mean, women and men's will probably get a couple of legends coming back. I think we'll Tatanka see some, or otherwise. I think we'll see some Bellas. Yeah. Well. They got this uh, women's tag team tournament coming up. Yeah, somebody had to. Somebody, I think, smartly pointed out the reason they're doing it what, at Elimination Chamber. I think is when they're going to have have the first tag team champions crowned. I think that's right. Yeah, but basically, it's like they want to set up whoever the champions are versus the Bellas for WrestleMania. So, right. like, we'll see some Bella, some the Bell the Bella Bella return. Um, Alita, a Trish. I'm sure. I'm sure they they're probably just hanging around. They all gave the time us a now. few last year with what Molly Holly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we have. I mean, there's you know, there's always somebody from NXT. They right. probably do that on both sides. Um, although uh, you know, we just had these new NXT cobs. I don't know exactly who it would be, and I'm not quite sure that like. Well, they debuted the uh, the uh, what's her name, Lacey. Yeah, Lacey's going to be in the women's rumble for sure. So maybe she'll take up that spot. And I think the people on the from NXT, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but the but the top people who are really ready to make the leap are 
sort of in the middle of things, although... Yeah, I think surprises in the men's will be ECW guys, like EC3. EC3. You mean TNA guys? Oh, you, you... No, I'm saying, like, surprises will mean NXT guys. Oh, NXT guys, yeah. yeah. EC3 will be there. Um, I mean, it feels like it's time for, like, Aleister Black to come up, so if they do that... I mean, they don't. They could wait till after WrestleMania or whatever. Right, well, it all have, it, it, a lot of it... Lately, the blueprint is depending on what happens the night before at TakeOver. Yeah. Right? So then it's, you know, we we got Andrade last year, and now he's firmly entrenched having, like, classics with Rey Mysterio every Holy week. Holy shit, man. Those matches. Awesome. I mean, that we could have done a whole episode how, where do you, How do you feel about dropping Cien Almas and just making him Andrade? I just think it's dumb. It's just how they do it. I don't know why you have to, like, Branding. why any of that needs to be formally decided. What does Cien Almas mean? And they dropped Selena Vega from the presentation. Do you think she's done? I don't know, but it's the biggest match of his career on SmackDown she last was banned week, from and ringside. she was not. Uh, oh, was that? See, there you go. See, I missed things like that. They they apologize, they, but no, no, no. But the, but the point stands because you don't. She Why should not. She should have done the run in on the biggest match of his career. Yeah. Um, let's run through the rest of the card real quick. We talked about Daniel Bryan, and AJ Styles. I just feel like it bears mention. Like someone needs to say that if Becky Lynch wins on Sunday, I mean that's going to be a hell of a match, regardless. But um, you know, Asuka got this spot as champion. I think it was this. I think it was the right move for her. It was a nice little, nice little uh, treat for the diehard fans who've been wondering if they're going to figure out what to do with her. It's sort of wild they haven't figured Asuka out yet because. There's a very simple way to do Oscar, even if it's not the best way that they just haven't even found the simple way yet, you know. And um, but regardless, whatever happens after after WrestleMania, I hope that she's right back up here at the top of the top of the heap because she's fantastic. Yeah, they, they she could use a uh, switch to Raw. Yeah, maybe the swap is for the other competitor for the other title, Sasha Banks, because she, Sasha and Bray Wyatt are sort of in the same spot of like. What what year are we in? Of like maybe they're going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And yeah, and they never pull the trigger. Um, Sasha's not. I mean, I don't think it's it's on Sasha so much. I think she. Oh, it's not. No, I mean, if she came, if she was in NXT right now, I feel like we would we would be treating her like uh, like the second coming, which we did when we she did was when in she NXT. came up. But she and she wasn't. I, I just like she wasn't. I mean, I I overhyped her. I mean, in my sitcoms yeah. that nobody and reads, they just like never. Pulled the trigger on her and Bailey right. the the way it. Well, could that, this past year has been a has been torturous. It's just been every week. Um, I feel on SmackDown they didn't even talk about the U.S. title, right? They didn't even do that. The Rusev Rusev wasn't even on the show. I honestly don't even remember. I don't think he was. So that I mean that's like to me Rusev Nakamura is so much fun. That story's been fun, but I feel like it's on such the back burner. It feels like an uh, you know pre show. To me it's going to probably be the pre-show. These are two absolutely elite guys. And what it's... a drop for Nakamura. Yeah, but it's not... Yeah. But it, to be predicted, I mean, WWE traditionally never can figure out what to do with people that like can't cut, you know, that aren't in Vince's, uh, that can't cut a promo to Vince's yeah. liking. Yeah. But I'm... that's fun. What And then IC title, what's happening there? Bobby Lashley is the champ. It, maybe they're maybe they'll do again. What like drop ball feuding. the first six months of him being back in the company, and then the la- finally turning him. Heel, I mean, I wonder how putting much... him with Leo Rush. He's been fun. Yeah, he's been good. The posing, the and posing stuff like was that. good. Like little Chris Masters adjace, R- ravishing Rick Rude adjace, little Lex Luger adjace. Yeah, the uh, obviously. I mean, on some level, I wonder if they build this into their planning, where they're just like the only way that we can really get. Bobby Lashley over as a heel is to bring him back as a boring baby face and let the fans just hate him for three like, months. Let the fans, you know, force us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was a terrific heel in TNA at the end. Yeah. But like, they're clearly not watching that and taking notes. Uh, not many people are. That's who the problem. Yeah. But uh, I like Lashley. He, I mean, I'm just nostalgic for him because he was there again during 20, 2016, uh, 2006. So uh, he's the best kind of nostalgic because he literally hasn't changed since he was there 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, look, I would love a world where on some, you know, lower level pay-per-view in 2019, we get Brock versus Lashley. I wish there were lower level pay-per-views that we could like actually... <laughs> You know, kind of get excited for that stuff and not be weeks. complaining that Daniel Bryan is not. But I could see that God on one of those month. foreign shows. Like you sure. could build that as like you know two monsters, two MMA guys, 
eventually. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, oh my God, Jim just sent me a screen, a picture of Tatanka in his black face paint. There you go. That was all me. Oh my gosh, did you paint him yourself? No, but no. there's, I think I've told the story on some somewhere. But uh, he, Tatan- the classic, famous WWE creative story of Tatanka coming back to the company and handing Court Bauer a floppy disk full of creative ideas. Really? Yeah. Like, hey, man, check these out when you have, a, when you have time. I've worked really hard on them. This is like a whole year story arc. <laughs> and it was on a floppy disk. Even for two, 20, 2006 standards, handing somebody a floppy disk was like, what is going on, Tatanka? Yeah. What for everyone listening to this, just Google the words floppy and Do disk. Google image floppy disk and you'll see. What did you, did you guys like find an external hard drive, no. or an external drive for it? No. I don't. I, we there may have been a call to WWE IT to be like, is there any way we can play to figure out what's on this? No, I think it went right in the garbage can after lots of <laughs> mocking. Sorry, Tatanka, I love you. If you're listening, um, on your dial-up, uh, dial-up modem. So, um, we got an, uh, we got a cruiserweight championship match, which is. It's a four-way. Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto, and it's gonna be that's gonna be bonkers. That's um, that's pre-show or oh, first match sure. of the night for sure. And then we have the Miz and Shane versus the Bar, which will be a lot of that'll fun. be fun. They've a lot of gone, high spots. Yeah, they, that could open the show. It could. It could. That has opened the show written all over. The I mean, I, it's it's kind of impressive the way they've been able to go do comedy with Shane and Miz, but have the feud with the Bar be kind of you know serious, be earnest and and yeah, violent. Again, SmackDown, like they're able to tell these sort of like more, uh, a little more texture to the stories than on Raw. Yeah. Like weaving the whole like dad issues into, into why, like the logic for them being a tag team has uh-huh. been, I think, it, I was like, that's fun. That yeah. makes sense to me. Um, and then that, the promo, the, the, um, Daniel Bryan promo with Vince and AJ was right. just another example where it, it was the first time I can remember where it didn't feel like Vince was, I don't know. He didn't feel like he was shoehorned in, and it also, but it also didn't feel like he was the center of attention. Did you see the whole? Uh, some college professor was like, Daniel invited Daniel Bryan to speak to her class because of that promo about like materialism and like, oh really? The whole thing and and Daniel Bryan's like, I don't want to speak to your class. I want to sit in on your class. Like, it's it's on Twitter. Like they had this whole exchange. Oh, some fantastic. like big time professor talking about materialism and corporate. You know, all they're like, you're raging against all the things I teach in my class. Come speak to our class. And he was like, no, I don't want to speak to your class. I just want to sit in. That's fantastic. And learn. What a heel move. I want to go to college. Oh, yeah. I want to I want to volunteer for some education. That's the biggest heel. That's the greatest heel move I can think. He's been great. I think this storyline has been a step back for AJ. But I think like AJ's not keeping up. Because, like, he's, you know, Vince is taking the pro the 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 promo steps in that story. Sure. AJ's kind of taking a step back. Yeah, I think that's true, but I think that, I mean, AJ always, he always rises to the challenge, you know? I mean, he, Yeah, I mean, once they get in the ring, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. He's, I mean, I could watch them. It's been great. But I, I do wish they would tell some of the story of, like, these were the two, like, indie darlings. These, not in, like, in different capacities, these were the two, like, non-WWE darlings for the last oh, yeah. decade. But it's not a story that WWE is ever going to tell. Well, I mean, the right way. Yeah. With like footage and historical context. It's true. It's true. Um, But I mean, they're honestly like the, I mean, two of the very, very, very best in the world. Yeah. You know, it's 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 so cool that we that they're and we're not getting Kenny Omega. Right. There's no way. I don't. I don't think that That's there's. What, that, I don't think that there's no no way. I but I do. I, like business wise, they don't have it. You know, he. There's no way he's going to be able to do New Japan and WWE, and I think he really wants to. He doesn't want to be. He's not ready to be done with New Japan. Right. There's more. I'm more compelled by the like the practical side of the equation, which is one. He is. He is very close with Dave Meltzer. Or at least the all elite guys are are all very close with Dave Meltzer. So. It would be wild for Meltzer to not break the news that he was signing, but I guess if you're that close, maybe you do keep a secret for your friend. Um, but the, I mean, not friend, like whatever, like he's compromised, but you know what I mean. The, um, but the other thing is that I just don't think in general, I think in general, it's really hard to keep secrets with this shit now. Yeah, 
There's too many people competing for the same dudes. But you don't think that like just two years Joe ago, Joe at Ring of Honor is like, oh, we talked to his agent. He's going to WWE. Like, get that out there. You know, like yeah. let's let's spoil it for somebody else. Well, I'm not I mean, saying Joe. Would I'm confident would do only that, but like whoever. WWE still finds ways to surprise. Uh, you know, nobody. A- saw AJ the might AJ be thing. the last. He might be the last surprise. He might be yeah. the last one we ever get. I mean, and there's, no, won't be. there's nobody big enough in any other company at this point, save for Cody or the Bucks. Like, no, nobody in New Japan right now is going to move the needle as a surprise, except for Kenny. Like, those no. are the four guys who. Could, I mean, even if what, what if I mean, nobody even if it was would, like if Jericho came out. Sure, but Jericho signed a contract for AEW. I'm just saying, if he hadn't done that, I'm saying I don't think it would yeah, be that I, big of a deal. I think there'd be a pop, but it wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, but like, we've seen the Jericho surprise. Yeah. I don't I, know who of all the people that could actually conceivably come back. Like Dave Batista might be the number one guy. Sure, that's a good one. Of course, The Rock has weirdly has a lot of has really good odds on some betting sites, but I don't think that's based on any information. I think it's just The Rock is a person who people will bet on. It's uh, for the rest of time. Rock is going to get odds on big matches, um, uh, or or, or pay per view prognostications. But uh, WWE just signed Abyss and Sanjay Dutt in backstage roles. Yes. I could see Abyss being in the match. Oh, just for like a fun little run-in? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I but just don't know. apparently he's not going to wrestle. He's I just don't know how agent. big of a, I just don't know how big like of a. Eight people would know, would get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would be fun. Why not? Just throw that out there in the middle or something? Yeah. There are always stories that he was too scared to do it. Well, he backed out of a of a deal years ago to come in and face Undertaker. That's like a known story. Oh yeah, he was he didn't want he to He was do... ready to come in. That contract was on the table and he backed out and went back to TNA. He was uh he, he's a man of man of honor, man of valor. Um to- a man of total non-stop action. <laughs> uh there is a, there was a story speaking of Kenny Omega that that Omega and uh Jericho were close to signing with TNA because that was like the best deal they could get and keep working in Japan. Yeah. Well, all of those stories are valid just because Jericho and Don Callis are such good close friends. Yeah. So it, it, I think there's always going to be speculation that Jericho could be part of of that company. But uh, you saw uh, you saw the picture, the viral picture of Undertaker with uh, the TNA people at yeah. the at the convention. Or what whatever. was the deal with that? What was the convention? I I, I don't know. Like he, a TV convention or something? Yeah. Like that? Were they at Napty? Napty. Uh, but yeah, Undertaker looking like my uncle. My uncle so Joel. that's one of the stories of the week is that as it stands, he and John Cena don't have plans at WrestleMania. Now for Cena, it's because he was supposed to wrestle. Will they buy a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> when I walked into WrestleMania last year, I was so stoked because I had like just really good seats. And then I, re- then I realized I was like wa- wa- walking past John Cena set up in his chair as I right. was going in and I just about fainted. It was pretty cool. He, I mean, you know, now that he has hair, it's, it's a whole different game when you see him. Yeah, it's a weird look. I called in. I tweeted, "He looks like in shape Steve Buscemi." <laughs> That's beyond in shape. Um, Cena was supposed to fight Lars Sullivan at WrestleMania, and I kind of That's what I read, put him yeah. over thing. But now we don't know what's coming with Lars. Lars so Cena is just uh, in a holding had pattern. a bit of a panic attack situation. They did blame Drew McIntyre for Cena's injury on Raw. We should talk about Drew McIntyre because he's. Did we not in- talk about him on the potential guys to no. win? Oh damn! You may have named him, and we. He didn't was the get first guy I wrote about in my I, piece. I think, um, save for his like long leather duster, which uh, is weird. Everything else has been great about Drew, and I think, um, I don't think, I don't think quite ready to sit to to main event WrestleMania yet. But they've let him cut some really fun promos. His promo against Cena, mm-hmm. you know, his, his promos are like. Your time is done. You know, my time is now. Yeah. Uh, I'm here to keep everybody uh, on their toes and really back it up has been fun. I but I think 2019 will be the year where they, they try to make him. I agree. And, and, and the time is now for him for WWE's purposes, too. I remember it was several months ago. I mean, not it was a while back. I texted you guys the entire JWO. Um, because Seth and Drew were having a, a match on Raw, and I was just like, "Like, is this? I mean, is it possible that this is like an, just an absolutely incredible match, or am I just like zo- zoned out right now?" He's been great. They have incredible chemistry. There's very the the list of people who can have 
that sort of excellent match and still feel like they're working like within the WWE style, whatever that means now, in a yeah. sort of like comfortable way is very short. I mean, they're like made for the new WWE when style. When you watch uh, Drew and Seth Rollins, I mean, you watch Seth and you're like, man, he's great. And then you see him next to Drew and you're like, wow, he's small. Yeah. Because Drew is gigantic and he's jacked now. You know, you look at the side by sides of like original Drew McIntyre versus yeah, this. What's the Drew, deal with that? It's insane. I mean, who knows? But he he looks he looks like a million bucks. Um, I wrap up uh, soon just because uh, my boy feeds. Oh yeah, we got to get out of here. My boy feeds. I got to get home. Uh, but I did prepare something. If you want to go through that, oh, let's do it. So I have a top ten. Really, it's a top fourteen, but it's a top ten of uh, tag team names for our two boys. Oh and my god! If they were to grow up. And go to the performance center. On the one hand, nothing would make me happier than for our, our children to be tag team partners. On the other hand, nothing would lead to a divorce faster for me. Really? All right. But uh, okay, here we keep go. Keep that in your back pocket. Uh, this is for our two uh, infants right now. If in twenty years they grow up to be a uh, top flight tag team. Oh my god, I cannot wait to see number what this ten. Is. And so some of these are in threes because uh, they make the same joke. It's just they, you know, <laughs> so. Number 10, the APPA. <laughs> also, the Fabulous P-Birds. <laughs> or the Killer Peas. So it's all the same uh, joke. Okay, I got One it. of those three yeah. is number 10. Okay. Number nine, the Spitbulls. Okay, I like that. That's nice. There you go. It takes a second. That's good. Number eight, the Weiner Brothers. <laughs> I don't know if your boy wines yet, but mine certainly does. He's, yeah, no, to, as of today, I think. You... Yeah. Who would wear the headgear? You, uh, you uh, Aubrey or? Well, Aubrey's still got a little bit of a little soft spot action going. Okay, so, so he'd be I think the, he's Rick. the one. Yeah. Uh, okay, number seven, the Duty Boys. <laughs> uh, n- this is via our friend Zach Linder. Number six, the Newborn Age Outlaws, <laughs> which I thought was clever. That's really good. That's fun. Their their intro would be, oh, you didn't know. Uh, how about the Legion of Duty? Number five. Oh, I like that. There you go, Legion of Duty. Number four, the feed herders for all you old school fans. All right. I know I'm a big fan. Feed and sheep is a stretch. That's that's a stretch. I'm a sheep herder. Here we go. The top three. Number three, the extremely young bucks. (laughs) That works. Yeah, that's great. They'd be very over at Hot Topic, the extremely young bucks. Number two, here's another double. These are here are two names. Cry and tie or cry energy. Cry energy sounds like something Vince tried to sell in the 80s. It does. Cry and tie is really Cry and good. tie would be fun. And Cry then, and tie is fantastic. And then and number one, there are two here, but they are worthy of it because they are both two of the uh, you know, the inspiration are are pretty mage. Uh our boys would be called either the mega poopers or the powers of poop. How did you not get to the Fart Foundation through any of that? I, you know, I thought of I thought about Fart Foundation, but I was like, that seemed that seemed too easy to me. And farting isn't like it's like not in the top 10 things that babies do. Oh, you got to meet my kid. I was thinking Shark Foundation because that has happened to me on the changing table a few times. Yeah. Um, I coined the phrase, um, oh, being fartled, which is when you're changing your baby and he farts and it startles the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Because you're in the dark sometimes changing him. Being fartled, that's something. But anyway, that's the top 10. I did a little homework. Uh, shout out to... Hacksaw Jim Cunningham, who what is the... uh, allowed me to do this. Jim, did you you said you had a few? I did have the Fart Foundation for one. There you go. That and works. I like that newborn age outlaws. I had the Poo Age Outlaws. Or the wow. Poo World Order. Poo Age Outlaws. Yeah. Okay. Poo World Order. Yeah. Um, the natural baby Bjorn thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> the natural Bjorn thrillers would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. That's great. And then uh the Load Warriors. That's good too. There you go. I like the I like the natural Bjorn thrillers. Yeah, thank you. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We should copyright that before this podcast goes up. I still I'm, I'm still I'm still leaning towards Cry and Tie. Cry and Tie's fun. I like the Weiner brothers. Yeah, that's really good too. I was thinking of one for the Brothers of Destruction, <laughs> but I, I I couldn't crack the that. Weiner brother. The Weiner brothers wrote a lot of good like Tin Pan Alley song jingles yeah. and stuff. They were really yeah. The good. Weiner brothers they wrote uh, Mad Men. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, well, oh, so to the shoe to the Mass Man fans, uh, if you have any good ones, tweet uh, the Mass Man. What's your Twitter handle? At Angegold, A N G E G O L D on Twitter. At Angegold, you can uh, follow me there, and on Instagram, Goldstein Andrew, and my podcast is Sorry I've Been So Busy. You can find us in iTunes. Uh, Shoemaker, thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. 
I hopefully we'll watch the Rumble together if you get a hall pass. Oh yeah, I think I think I think we got it. We're working on that, and um, really best of luck. It's been uh, it's been a hell of a three months for me. You're 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 just getting into some of the fun that uh, you're going to embark on soon. But uh, I can't wait for our boys to hang out. Oh, and, me neither. Uh, secretly watch wrestling, and uh, yeah, man, it's a wild ride. Oh God, I'm I'm really excited. Tweet uh, me your baby questions, your newborn questions, your new fatherhood questions. Also, by the way. I've been live tweeting, though not as much lately. I've been live tweeting my three months home with baby. So if you if you check the hashtag hashtag paternity party, I've been tweeting jokes and little observations and little like back and forth I've had with my wife and stuff. So that's been that's kind of kept me sane. You're like paternity party. That's good. Yeah, I might write a movie or a book. Yeah, but all the instruction manual. I looked at the tweets the other day and I was like, these are all note cards for a movie, for like a you know, a really fun male fatherhood you know nobody cares about dads ever there's no movies about dads besides you know, you know, it's, baby. You know yeah, it's true you know who really gets the worst of it though is white white dad, white men yeah well they're always you know, we, <laughs> i'm just kidding uh yeah no it's true that Dad, dads are dads are under an under uh served market there's a million mom tv shows there's no dad tv shows well, that's because we're watching sports so uh but anyway wrestling this was great thank you for getting me out of the house thank you to uh everybody at the ringer well, thank you to your wife and child for letting you come out. And uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the Royal Rumble on Sunday. It's going to be freaking awesome. Check out my piece on theringer.com. Uh, you can tweet me at, AK, I mean at, uh, <laughs> at David Shoemaker. My piece is up on my Twitter profile, too. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 